Good morning, Ohio. James Lewis of This Dream House, a show that's all about the house. Joining us today is Carol, Katrina, and Tara. We're excited to have them talk about all about Redwood. But before we get to Redwood, we are going to tell you how you can win prizes at tdhcincy at gmail.com. Once again, tdhcincy at gmail.com. Louder than life, hometown rising, bourbon and beyond. And if these events happen, you will be eligible to win tickets to them. Disney on Ice, Monster Jam, all kinds of fun partners that we have. We give away prizes and we would love to have you win them. Thank you, ladies, for joining us today. Thanks for inviting Thank us. Thank you for having us. Thank you. So what is Redwood? So Redwood is a school and rehabilitation center in Fort Mitchell, Kentucky. We serve children and adults with severe and multiple disabilities. And I like to say we serve them through their lifetime. Our youngest uh, participant is six weeks old in our nursery, and our oldest are in their 80s. So we've been around for over 66 years serving the northern Kentucky community. Oh, wow. So uh, quite a uh, diverse range of uh of ages that you help out. Yes, lots of programs and services to help our community. That is awesome. I was going to say that's the reason why we had you on to discuss uh, all the options, all the things that uh, you all can do to help out the people in the community because that's one thing we strongly believe in. Uh, I was going to say we were uh, lucky enough to have Mr. Anderson with his foundation on, or no, Alliance. Let me let me get that right. Uh, his Alliance on. So definitely when we heard about Redwood, we want the, you all to get uh, the recognition just like you all deserve. How did it all get started? Well, I like to say that the story of Redwood is a story of family love and community support and engagement. So back in the early 50s, there was two families, the Readers in the Woods, which is where we get our name Redwood, and children with cerebral palsy. And although they could go into Cincinnati Children's Hospital for medical services, there were no rehabilitation services, and children with disabilities did not get to go to school until 1990 when the Americans with Disabilities Act came and seen So they banded together with about seven other families and went to the Diocese of Covington. And in 1953, they said, can you help us out? And the diocese gave them a church basement and a nun, and they started as the Northern Kentucky Cerebral Palsy Association. And then in 1956, they they bought their first building. So we actually start... um, our history at May 13th when we were incorporated. So we're coming up on our 67th birthday this May. And then the Diocese of Covington actually, once a lot of families came together, gave us the land that we have now in Fort Mitchell, Kentucky, for 100 years, for a dollar a year, and we built our first school back in the early 60s. It was a school building. And then once our kids started to go to public schools under the mainstreaming of the Americans with Disabilities Act, we've expanded twice. We now have 86,000 square feet, and we serve that diverse population of starting at the nursery and going all the way through uh, people into their senior years. Oh, wow. So it sounds like your organization really has uh, grown and evolved over the years. Yes, and as I said, a lot of community support, not only through the Diocese of Covington, but obviously we've had a lot of funding from business and church and school and community partners that helped us be able to be around in the community so long and expand our facility. So where is the current location? 
So currently we're operating out of um, our location, which is on Orphanage Road in Fort Mitchell, Kentucky. I always say we're like the uh, Welcome Center in front of the Diocesan Children's Home, which is also up there on Orphanage. What types of services do you offer? I mean, I know there's a wide variety, so you probably can't name all of them, but uh, kind of give us an idea. I'm going to let Carol mention. Oh, go ahead. Carol. Yeah, I'm going to let Katrina start from here because she's in our children's services area. As Carol said, we offer numerous amounts of services at Redwood. Um, I'm the director of children's services, so in my department, we have early childhood education. We have preschool services, making sure the children are getting a pre-K curriculum before they head off to kindergarten. We also have a PPEC program, which is for children who are more medically fragile, who need more um, skilled nursing care. We also have school-age programs for youth, and we also have a, a summer program for youth. Um, and many a times what we have seen throughout the years is we will have a child start with us when maybe they're one or two years old, and they go through the whole spectrum of our programs until adulthood, which is really, really nice for the families and the staff to be able to get to know our clients that intimately. So, Definitely, and then once um, the once you move into adult services, so as the director of adult services, we also have a wide variety of that we offer in our um, adult programming. Um, so we have adult day training, which is a real focus on our life skill, our clients' life skills and um, socialization needs. Uh, we have vocational day training where clients earn a paycheck and focus on vocational goals. Um, we offer both customized and traditional supported employment services, um, employment and retention services. Um, we have a pre-employment transition service program, which we call PRIES, and that's a partnership with local high schools and um, our Office of Vocational Rehabilitation to reach out to young people that are interested in learning work skills. And then we also have a driver's permit training program, which uh, helps people in the community access, um, you know, driver's permit training classes. And it's like a six-week course um, that ends in obtaining your license. So. Oh, wow. So it sounds like a wide variety of uh, options. Uh, do you all also offer, like, therapy? We do. We offer therapy. We have occupational therapy, speech therapy, physical therapy. Um, we also have something called DI, which is Developmental Interventionist. Um, and that is all inside of Redwood. So it's, it's one-stop shopping. The children can come and they can get their early childhood education while receiving any sort of therapy that their diagnosis warrants. So for the parents, it's so convenient to have everything in one, one site, one location. Absolutely, and our adults also um, have the opportunity to access those therapies. Um, in addition to, uh, we have on-site behavior supports, and so that's that's really great um, as they're working towards their goals and their um, and their plans to have that behavior support on-site. Um, additionally, we have the Assistive um, Technology Resource Center, and um, in adult services in particular, we have a computer lab with a lot of adaptive workstations, and we benefit uh, greatly from those assistive technology resources. This one's uh, for the youth program. Uh, what is your age range for your youth program, and about what age do they start to transition to the adult program? Sure. I mean, on, in our school age program, we serve youth anywhere from six years old to 21 year olds. 
a lot of um, children and youth uh, who have a diagnosis or, or several diagnoses will stay in high school till they're 21. So in our youth program, we have an after-school program as well as a summer program. One thing that is really, really unique about Redwood's youth program is that we serve only children and youth with a diagnosis. Um, so when, I, when we say these children have no other opportunities elsewhere, we mean that full, full heart um, because a lot of these children with diagnosis cannot go to a typical after-school program. But because of the services that we have at Redwood, they're able to still get their after-school services so the parents are still working, and they, they receive summer services just to make sure that there's a continuity of care and guidance throughout the summer so when they transition back to the school district in the, in the fall, it's not so detrimental for them. You mentioned earlier some of the... Uh the uh, programs that were offered to the school age participants. Could you uh, elaborate on, on a couple of them? Sure. Um, as far as the school age participants, we still are offering the OT, PT, speech therapy, behavior supports, as Tara mentioned. Um, in, in our school age, our school age program, it's so important that these youth are experiencing the same things that their peers are experiencing. Um, we have some we have some teenagers here, and they absolutely love music. They absolutely want to dance. They want to do TikTok videos, and just because they have a diagnosis um, doesn't mean that they can't. So we want to make sure that they are. If there's a movie that is the hype of the community, and all of their friends in high school seeing that movie, Redwood's going to take them to go to the movie theater and see that movie. We want them to experience um, their teenage years just like any other any other child um, with whatever adaptations that we have to make. Exactly. You want to treat them the, uh, the same as the other children, but also be there to support them, it sounds like. Absolutely. And, and at, at that age, it's key because for the 13, 14-year-old girls, what's their focus? They're boys. They're boy crazier, and they want their nails polished, and they want to learn to do their hair. So we want to make sure that our mentors, our school-age staff, are, are helping them learn those life skills so they're able to do to have those experiences just like their friends. You know, they go to our, our clients go to prom. They go to the dances. We may hold a dance class in our school-age program to teach our mentors, teach them some of the dances to get them prepared, but we're going to do that so they can have, they can share those experiences. Exactly. So it sounds like you do the uh, little extras that it takes to uh, get them prepared to participate with their uh, their same age, uh, school age uh, colleagues. Absolutely. Peer relationships is so important in, in that age range and, and just appropriate behaviors, as I, as I mentioned earlier, um, all of the children in our school age program all have a diagnosis. And sometimes 
um, they have some deficiencies in some social-emotional development. So we're teaching them appropriate social skills, uh, appropriate life skills. Um, this is how you act appropriate when you go to a museum versus this is how you can act appropriately when you're on a playground. Um, and just making sure that, um, that, that they are engaging in those activities. We do community service projects with our youth once a month. So they're baking cookies and they're taking them to the um, fire departments and they are doing cards for the servicemen and women. And um, they're doing book clubs and, and different things like that. The building friendships is so important at that age. What is PPEC? PPEC, um, it is an acronym that is um, used for something called Prescribed Pediatric Extended Care. But in short, it is um, one of the programs here at Redwood that serves children who are more medically fragile, the children who need more specialized nursing treatments. Um, several children may have trachs, be, have to be fed through G-tubes. So what is very, very unique about our, our PPEC program, or PPEC, um, is that we serve all in the same classroom atmosphere. We serve children who are developing typically as well as children with uh, a medical fragility. So it, they become role models for both. Um, for a child who is in a wheelchair and has not developed the, the motor skills to maybe crawl or walk, there's not a greater motivator than being around one of their peers who is crawling, who is walking, who is grasping that crown, who, who is, is doing those things. So we are all about integration for the children who have a more severe diagnosis and for the children who are developing typically. Um, so our PPEC program is something that uh, you know we're very, very proud of. We have nurses, RNs on duties, on duty all hours of operation to make sure that the treatments are, are given to these kiddos, making sure that the assessments are taking place and that they're stable medically. You mentioned the mentor program earlier. Um, who does the mentoring? Is it the same age or is it a different age? Uh, who does mentoring? Um, all of the above. In, in our school age program, we actually, their job title is a mentor um, because a lot of the staff that works in our school age program are college students so they're really really close to age to our, our clientele which benefits both both populations um, so as far as other mentorships that, that we offer it's really nice because we get volunteers from the community that come in and we might have a basketball team come in from one of the local school districts and now there is been a mentorship formed with one of our, our youth who have Down syndrome with this, um, with this basketball player who is a star at, at one of the high schools, and they have formed a mentorship, and, and now they're seeing each other on the weekends um, and different things like that, and, and, and that makes a huge, huge difference in the program as well. I'm going to throw a plug out for another organization because that, that story makes me think of it. There's an organization called Team Impact, 
and basically uh, they adopt or they, well, they don't adopt, but they basically treat uh, a, a youth with uh, that's differently able as a full-fledged member of a team like NKU has had Love some, it. it's great. They bring him in, they treat him just like they're a regular player and they, uh, shoot, they even did the uh, announcement ceremony or the uh, the signing day thing, which was so funny because the young lady who uh, was signed was, she was a taller young lady and it was for softball. So I'm there for a basketball thing, so I don't know who's on the team or whatnot, but she was a taller young lady. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was only like 12, but I thought she was ready to go to college. So I started asking her, (laughs) you know, okay, well, in this situation, they're like, no, no, she's with Team Impact. And I'm like, okay. And so I came up with different questions. That's awesome. But yeah, it was so much fun. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, because. Absolutely. uh, Yeah, it's so neat how they're able to uh, incorporate him. I was going to say, if uh, my son was into sports, I was wanting him to to do something similar to that. Uh, Unfortunately, I can't get him to like sports. He's too busy with Minecraft and Legos, but, uh, you know, it's all good. (laughs) It's more about what he likes than what I'd like. So with that, it sounds like a great program mentoring the young people. And it really sounds like it's beneficial to both the person receiving the mentoring and the mentor themselves. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And and I was going to use an example. Um, We have a teenage girl and she's an adamant reader, adamant reader. And she's one of our clients here. And, you know, we also have a staff member here who doesn't necessarily work in that department, but also is an adamant reader. And they t- they get together at least once a week here at Redwood. They discuss books. They discuss the events of the books. And then from that, we formed a book club um, for all of the school agers. So we actually have a book club once a month in the school age room. They pick the book. They pick what they want to talk about. Um, in the book, they pick their feelings and their thoughts about the book, and then typically we do an activity that relates with that book. But that is a prime example. That activity formed from mentorship, and um, it's something that, that has been beneficial to our youth in the program as well as the mentor. That is awesome. When any everybody benefits, the whole community benefits. It sounds like a a really great uh, an opportunity out there. Absolutely, absolutely. So, does Redwood offer services for their siblings? That absolutely, and that's another very uh, unique thing about Redwood. I tell you, we have real over the years. We've become uh, pioneers, <laughs> and we've traveled some uh, um, some territory that a lot of people haven't. And one of the best things, in, in my opinion, and I've been here almost 21 years, so I've seen a lot of changes. But you know, for parents, life is chaotic. Life is chaotic. They're working nine, ten hours a day. They have a kiddo who has two or three therapies a week. Um, And the last thing that they need is to spend time on the road dropping off one kiddo in Fort Mitchell at Redwood while another kiddo is out in Boone County somewhere. So we have services for their the children with diagnosis, the children, their siblings. So it's it's one-stop shopping. The parents are able to take um, their child who's medically fragile to one classroom, and guess what? They walk 10 feet down the hall, and they're able to drop off their sibling in the next classroom. So the connection 
that the siblings uh, have here at Redwood continues to grow. They do support, they do activities and support each other here, and it's just nice for the parents to have that comfort level and that peace of mind that my babies are in the same location, and they have built a, a comfort and peace with our staff, and they know that they're getting the services that both of them distinctly need. That is phenomenal. Uh, what is the difference between the youth program and the adult program? Well, um, I'll explain a little bit about the youth program, and then I'll let the adult, um, uh, the director of adult services, chime in. As far as the youth program, it's been really nice over the years because. We have seen some youth who will come to Redwood, and it's a natural progression for them to do our youth program. And then once they hit a certain age, they go right into the adult program. Um, so Redwood becomes, you know, a safe haven for them, a solace, a second home um, for them, as cliche as that sounds. But that extends not only when they start at Redwood, but 30, 40, 50, 60 years old. Yeah, I think that you really just can't um, beat the relationships that you develop with families over over that length of time. You know, I, I know that we have adults in our program that have um, have been there since they were little, and um, just that that trust in Redwood and that that confidence in um, in the program and the services. I mean, you can't you can't beat that. I know as far as adult services go, um, I mean, really the the biggest difference is age. You know, we are still um, very focused on on goals and um, social emotional skill development, um, life skills, but it's just it's age appropriate. So um, what we're working on in the adult program is going to be more geared towards um, you know adult interests and and things that adults want to do. Um, obviously, we have that focus on employment, which is something that you know um, is more of a more of an adult thing. Um, but you know, I think that just like um, as Katrina mentioned, her her teenagers in the school age programs want to want to do typical teenage things. You know, we have um, are adults that want to do typical adult things, and so focusing on um, you know current events and um, being able to uh, go through those like those cooking skills and um, you know those, those life skills, and really working through like some of those adult dramas. You know, they have relationships, they have fights, they have loss, and um, working through those things in, in appropriate ways and supporting our adults just you know through. Um, through young adulthood and into um, those senior years. So, and I'm guessing they have a mentor program as well for the uh, adults participants. Yeah, so I mean, it's a little different, um, you know, across the services. So uh, we have a lot of different programs in adult services. So similar to in children's services, are our, our um, staff in the in the rooms act as mentors. Um, it's a little different in each. So in our adult day training, it may be more um, working to support um, those those daily goals and and those sort of things, exploring interests. Um, in our vocational day training, those are more vocational mentors, um, making progress towards vocational goals and exploring um, vocational interests. Obviously, with employment services and pre-employment transition services, our um, mentors are, are very heavily focused on employment goals and exploring, um, you know, career interests and, and those sort of things. 
Um, and I, I think we're always open too to anybody that would um, be interested in providing more one-on-one mentorship. I mean, this is really structured mentorship, but um, certainly we have people with um, with lots of unique interests. And any time that we can bring a community member in to, you know, if somebody is very musically inclined or very interested in a specific subject, trying to get somebody in that can um, provide some insight into that that industry is always a really fantastic thing to be able to do. Awesome. Speaking of the uh, the vocational support program, what companies do you partner with? So um, for privacy of companies and the employees, we usually don't identify specific employers. But that said, um, we have several hundred employer um, employers that we work with in a wide variety of industries in northern Kentucky, greater Cincinnati area. I think that um, what I really like to highlight here is that it is, I mean, like that wide variety. So um, we have individuals working in, in smaller industries like local law offices. We have partnerships with hospitals and schools. Um, we have people in the manufacturing um and kind of logistics industries. Um, certainly we've got people working in food service and hospitality. Um, the, the biggest thing is that all of our vocational supports are person-centered. So it is all about what does that individual want to do, how um, how do their interests and skills align with, um, with the work that's available. So it's not really about, like, hey, is there an open position? It's more like how can we... Um, you know, what, what is the best fit for that person? So that said, we are always open to partnering with anybody in the community that might be interested in, um, you know, working with a super committed, fully vetted workforce of um, some really talented individuals. Sounds great. How can our listeners get involved? Well, as you've heard, we have lots of programs and activities going on at Redwood, so there's lots of ways to be a volunteer. We have individuals volunteer that come in, whether it's a one-time project or whether it's someone who comes in every Wednesday to rock babies in the nursery or do readings with children or be in life skills area helping people with computer projects. So we also have opportunities for groups to come in. Many times we, uh, since we're a United Way agency during the United Way campaign period, a lot of local employers bring uh, teams in to do projects, whether it's to help us with our landscaping or facility projects or to bring in crafts into the adult and children's services. We have people that come in and do Christmas parties and holiday parties. Every Friday, the adults have an adult dance, so lots of times we have people come in from the community to be with us in the afternoons on Fridays to be at the adult dance or bring an art project. So there's lots of ways, whatever people have an interest, we have a way to um, connect them with Redwood. Sounds amazing. I mean, it sounds like the program is really changing lives, really benefiting the community. And obviously, this is just the tip of the iceberg of what we've touched today. So where on social media, where on the web should they go if they want to learn more about Redwood? So our website is redwoodnky.org, and we also have a Facebook page, which is, um, I think, the same kind of thing. And one thing that we've been doing is because so many people are socially isolated, especially our clients that have to stay home right now, we're perch- we're uh, putting different connections to virtual events on our Facebook page. And this is actually Volunteer Appreciation Week. So we've been appreciating some of our volunteers throughout the month of April. So you can learn about some volunteer opportunities by looking at their videos. Sounds great. Uh, It sounds like we've uh, learned a lot today here, and we really appreciate having you on the show. 
Thank you, James. So it was much. nice Thank for you to invite you. us. Appliance Factory of Mattress Kingdom is your kitchen appliance headquarters. Save 30 to 60% every day on everything from LG and GE to KitchenAid and Samsung. If you're considering upgrading your home appliances or mattresses, stop at any one of Appliance Factory of Mattress Kingdom locations. Plus, Mattress Kingdom inside Appliance Factory has largest Tempur-Pedic, Stearns & Foster, and COE selection. Visit ApplianceFactory.com. Good morning, Ohio. James Lewis of This Dream House, the show that is all about the house. Joining us from Rival Sports is Nick McQuellen. Nick, thank you for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me, James. What is Rival Sports? Rival Sportswear is a custom design and manufacturing business for all sports needs. We do uniforms and custom apparel for spirit wear, team shirts, etc., fan gear, you name it. That's phenomenal. It sounds like you all have a wide variety of options. Yeah, we like to empower the athletes, so it's a one-stop shop. No matter how many you need, we don't have a minimum order quantity. Excellent. Now, is that on all products, or is that just on uh, the majority of, like, the sublimation and that kind of thing? Yeah, for sublimation, there is no minimum, but for screen printing, such as uh, fan T-shirts, there is only a minimum of 10. And for embroidery, if you want a coach's polo, it's the same number. 10 is the number. Oh, that isn't bad at all. That sounds nice. I mean, I was going to say a lot of places you got to order 20 to 100 of them before they'll start uh, printing them off or, uh, um, you know, sewing them up for you. So it sounds like uh, you offer some really great options for our listeners. So where where do you manufacture your products? So we have partnered with a team called Gohar Sports out of Pakistan, and they have over 35 years of experience for R&D, for any kind of products. So if you have an idea that we could bring to life, we're going to be able to do that for you. And we do accessories, uh, equipment, bags, you name it. We can do it all. So it sounds like our listeners could really benefit by uh, working with your company. Where on social media, where on the web can they find out more about uh, Rival Sports? Our website is rivalsgear.org. Our Instagram, you could follow us, at rivalsgear. And we're on Facebook as Rival Sportswear. Excellent. Thank you for joining us, Nick. Thank you for having me, James. Appliance Factory of Mattress Kingdom is your kitchen appliance headquarters. Save 30 to 60% every day on everything from LG and GE to KitchenAid and Samsung. If you're considering upgrading your home appliances or mattresses, stop at any one of Appliance Factory of Mattress Kingdom locations. Plus, Mattress Kingdom inside Appliance Factory has largest Tempur-Pedic, Stearns & Foster, and COE selection. Visit ApplianceFactory.com.